This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we continue our study of the book of beginnings, Genesis, with descendants of Ham, descendants of Shem, Tower of Babel, more on Shem, and Terah's family. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider.
sanctified us in the true faith.
A reading from Jeremiah chapter 31. Hear the word of the Lord, O nations, and declare it in the coastlands far away. Say, he who scattered Israel will gather him and will keep him as a shepherd keeps his flock. For the Lord has ransomed Jacob and has redeemed him from hands too strong for him. They shall come and sing aloud on the height of Zion, and they shall be radiant over the goodness of the Lord, over the grain, the wine, and the oil, and over the young of the flock and the herd. Their life shall be like a watered garden, and they shall languish no more. Then shall the young women rejoice in the dance, and the young men and the old shall be merry. I will turn their mourning into joy. I will comfort them and give them gladness for sorrow. I will feast the soul of the priests with abundance, and my people shall be satisfied with my goodness, declares the Lord. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. In many and various ways, God spoke to his people of old by the prophets. But now, in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son. The name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In these latter days, the time is drawing late and short, and there are many voices that call out to us. There are voices that call out with respect to everyday activities. What do we do with our employment? Do we find fulfillment there? There are voices that call out to us with respect to those whom we should love, our relationships. Who are those ones that we love and whom who love us back? How ought we to treat them? How do we love them and show them love in a world where so many voices call out to us? What about the call to amusement, to leisure, to relief from the anxieties and the temptations of the world. This call to just find a moment away, to find a moment of relief away from the pressures and the anxieties that the world would burden and pile up upon us. A false call to be sure, setting up only an alternative world of imagined escape but which really is another voice adding to the anxiety, adding to the dissolution of the modern life. What is that call to which we should hold? What is that call to which we can find comfort? What is that call that is clear and fulfilling and promising in today's day and age? And it is the call of the bridegroom. It is a call, of course, that we look for, that we hope for, we hope that it is coming soon. We know the time is late, we know that it could be at any moment, and yet it is a call that we long for, and it is a call that is already coming to us. It is a call indeed that our Lord has set before us from the day of the prophet, from the days of the prophets, and from the days of the apostles. It is a call that Jeremiah sets forth before us even now, a clear call to which we can hear, which pierces through the confusion and the voices that would try to lead us into temptation, that would try to lead us astray. What is it about this call 
in which we can find comfort and peace and relief and forgiveness and joy in these latter days, in this time when, in this time that is late. First of all, we should notice that this call is to all the nations. We know this. We know this as Christians who come from all nations, who are not Hebrews, who are not Israelites, who are not Jews, at least not most of us. We know that this call goes to many nations. But it is worth repeating again that this call goes out to all people. Hear the word of the Lord, O you nations, and declare it in the coastlands afar off. That this is part of the call, that it is going out into all the world. It is a call that has come to you. It is a call that you have heard. And through faith and the working of the Holy Spirit, you have received it. And you are responding to it with faith and thanksgiving and with joy. And it is a call that goes out to all people. Be encouraged that the task at hand, the task into which the Lord is calling you, for which the Lord is preparing you, is a call that continues to work out this call of Jeremiah, that this word would be heard among the nations, that it would be heard among all the coastlands, that this is a call that serves the glorious and joyful kingdom of the bridegroom. Notice how even our Lord Jesus Christ picks up on some of these motifs in the Beatitudes when he talks about the blessedness of those who mourn, for he has turned their mourning into joy. How those who are hunger and thirst for righteousness will be satisfied. They will be satisfied with the many gifts, with the overabundance of the wheat and the wine and the oil and the flock and of the herd. We see that this blessing and this call is for all nations. It is for the church. It is for that people into which you have been gathered. Next, we should take notice that this ingathering, which Jeremiah is announcing, it reverses a scattering that the Lord himself had carried out against his people. Now, the scattering in Jeremiah, of course, is a very particular one. It is a scattering of exile, it is a scattering of violating the covenant, it is a scattering that finds its climax in the destruction of Jerusalem. And the destruction of Jerusalem itself, of course, foreshadows the passion of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is a pouring out of the wrath of God against those who have broken his covenant, those who have violated his righteousness, his holiness, his justice, and have despised him with blasphemy and idolatry. Now, to be sure, we know that this wrath of God is poured out on the Son of God. We know that this is poured out, that this is taken up in our Lord Jesus Christ, that this scattering, this particular scattering that Jeremiah speaks of, is fulfilled, in fact, in our Lord Jesus Christ. And in so doing, he shields us from this wrath, from this destruction, from this punishment for violating the covenant. And nevertheless, this is still a word that we can be informed by. This is a word that we can gain in wisdom by. This is a word that can comfort and encourage us. For it is true that while we may not suffer the punishing wrath of God, because we are protected by our Lord Jesus Christ, we do suffer many hardships. We do suffer many tragedies in this life. We do suffer many temptations. 
in this life. It may be that some of the hardships and the sufferings that we undergo are temporal punishments for our sins. It may be that our Lord is allowing his punishment to come forth in a temporal way so that we would become afraid of this punishment, so that we would be warned, so that we would recognize the error of our ways, and so that we would repent of our sin. And in faith, look again to the one who shields us and protects us and covers us with his blood and forgives us. It may be also that the suffering that we suffer is the suffering of the cross, the Christian suffering for faithfully confessing that Jesus is our Lord, that Jesus is the way of salvation, that Jesus is the one who, in spite of his apparent weakness, is actually the strong one to overcome the wickedness of the devil, to overcome the many and various voices that would try to lead us astray, that would try to call out to us in this day and age. But especially what is comforting to us in this word that he, when Jeremiah says, he who scattered Israel will gather them, is that we know that our Lord Jesus Christ is in control. There is nothing that occurs outside of his care and his providence, and that he has set up limits. There is only so much that the devil can do to you. There is only so much that your own sin can bring about. There is only so much that even your sinful nature can lead uh, you astray. And it is that the one who has scattered, the one who has set limits on the devil, the one who has allowed for a time, a time of suffering, is also the one who will gather you, is also the one who sets a limit to this and who, will, who restores you and cares for you and protects you. No one can wrest you out of the hand of your Heavenly Father. And as the many voices of these latter days call out to you, as they tempt you, as they maybe bring suffering upon you, his voice comes through clearly in his word, through his preachers, through the church, knowing that you have life in his Son. And so this is a life of joy. It is a life of rejoicing that Jeremiah sets out before us. When we get to the climax of the text that we read, the climax of this part of the prophecy, rejoicing is mentioned four or five or six times in the span of just a couple verses. Sing aloud for joy. Rejoice in the victory and salvation of Yahweh, Jeremiah says. The virgin shall rejoice in the dance. The virgin daughter of Israel who is restored who is built up by Yahweh. She will go forth in the dance of the wedding feast, go forth rejoicing to meet her bridegroom, the bridegroom who comes at the call and the announcement. There is the merriment and rejoicing of the young men and the old together. There is the turning finally then of the mourning, the suffering, the, uh, all of the other voices of this life, the turning of that into a clear proclamation of joy and a clear celebration of joy. There is rejoicing in the place of the kingdom of God where his bridegroom is. And see then finally how this is described. A place of grain, of wine, of oil, of an abundance of, of the flock and of the herd. It's a saturated garden, a well-watered garden where the water of baptism now overflows in you, bringing forth 
abundant fruit, a tree bowed over with the weight of the fruit is the picture that Jeremiah here sets before you. Priests and people who are satisfied, more than satisfied, with the goods, with the, with the food, with the lavish gifts that Yahweh has given them. It is ultimately a place where the sacrifice has been accomplished, where the sin of the world, where your own sin, where the temptations and voices that would lead you astray have all been set aside, have all been pushed back, have all been overcome, and the clear, singular voice of the shedding of the blood of Christ, of the giving of his body as your food, of his one clear voice of love and joy comes forth to you. In these late days, when we look forward to the voice of the bridegroom, know that the voice is here. It is calling to you. It is keeping your attention. It is beckoning to you to remain awake to remain attentive, and to recognize that only in this voice do you truly find joy. Let this voice be the clarion call. Let this voice be the one that clearly rings in your mind and in your heart, overcoming all other voices, setting forth for you the true joy, the true desire of living in that kingdom with your shepherd, your shepherd Jesus Christ, the one who gathers you back in and brings you into that eternal king kingdom, a kingdom that remains when all other voices, when all other claims to kingship have been put to shame, have been broken, and have disappeared. To Christ be all the glory forever and ever.
In our prayers, we give thanks to God for children born recently to our seminary families, for Samson Peter, born to Peter and Taitlin Preuss, for Madeline Rose, born to Gabriel and Annalise Hollick, for Constance Ann and Carolyn Gale, born to Trevor and Rebecca Flanick, for Morwenna Lynn, born to Zachary and Hilary Kreitler, and for William Gregory, born to Gabriel and Deaconess Catherine Aiello. Let us pray. Eternal God, merciful Father, you have appointed your Son as judge of the living and the dead. Enable us to wait for the day of his return with our eyes fixed on the kingdom prepared for your own from the foundation of the world. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Merciful Father, you add to the generations of mankind. This day we thank you for the births of Samson, Madeline, Constance, Carolyn, Morwenna, and William. By the grace, by the grace working of your Holy Spirit, help them to grow in your nurture and admonition, that they may bring glory to you and serve others in your name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by your governance, may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father,